Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and we are talking about Christmas. It's coming. Um, and for those of you, I know Vera isn't here, but for those of you who, who don't know this yet, Schmitzmas is already in process. Vera's last name is Schmitz, and they have what is known as Schmitzmas. And it, it I mean, it really kind of starts in September. It officially begins November 1st, but they've already bought all their, their Christmas cards are ready to go. Like they are just, they are legit Christmas lovers. They watch every single Christmas movie. So I feel like the wrong sister to be even doing this interview right now because I am not a Christmas elf like Vera is. Um, but too bad. This is who you got. You got me. And today we are talking to Clayton Green and Chris Papillardo. And they are, they work for Advent Blocks. And Clayton is the founder. Chris is our content guy. And we are going to be talking about just how Jesus is coming. And we get to celebrate that. And we are so pumped over here at Dwell to be even in November, getting to talk about Christmas coming, because what we really want is for you to be ready to be ready for Jesus. Um, and so that's why we're doing this in November. It's a special little episode, and I'm so pumped. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. I'm re really excited to be here. Yeah, I just like, I love what you guys do. It's so beautiful and creative and fun. And I feel like it has the same kind of essence of what we try to do with Dwell is something that's creative and different and helping people to really connect with God in a way that is just a little different, a little bit unique, and hopefully is uh, beneficial for people in their walk with Jesus. So first off, I've said the word Advent now, and some people like I didn't really grow up in the church and I had no idea what Advent was like as a as a college student, I became a Christian and I was adopted by this family in our church and they had an Advent wreath. And the first time I went over to their house, they like had this whole tradition. And I was like, what is this? And I was too embarrassed to like even ask. I was just like, oh, OK, cool. Lighting candle. I don't know what this means. <laughs> um, but there is a rich tradition with this idea of Advent. Um, right. And so Chris and Clayton, I have a question for you. This one is for Clayton. What the heck is Advent? And what does that word even mean? Like for anybody listening who's like Advent, hmm, that's not even a normal word that gets used in our language. It's just like totally weird Christmas word. So what does that mean? All right. Absolutely. So the way we came to, to Advent blogs actually was in trying to create an anticipation not just about presents, honestly, but also about Jesus at Christmas. And as we kind of look for the opportunities to do that, hey, here's Advent, right? So the entry point to it for most of us, if you didn't grow up in a more liturgical type of church, is kind of the countdown, right? The one through 25 or the 25 through one, whichever way your calendar does it or your family decides to do the count is a way of creating an anticipation of Christmas. The church, though, for, for many, many years has liturgically done a, a, the, the wreath, the candles that you've talked about. There's four, one for uh, the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. And then there's a, a Christ candle for Christmas Eve and you light it on Christmas Day as well. But Chris has actually written about Advent um, a little bit as well. It means coming, right, Chris? Yeah, it's just from the, the Latin word that means coming. And so there's, there's kind of this dual emphasis of Advent 
that you're counting down to Christmas, which is a celebration of when Jesus came to earth. But there's also, because it is that long period of anticipation and we're on the other side of Christmas, we're also recognizing he's going to come again. We want to also be prepared for that second coming. Um, so like Clayton said, I just love the whole season of anticipation. That's what Advent is about, is saying he's coming, he's coming. When is it going to be? And it's not just, he came a long time ago. That's a neat thing. But also, wow, we really long for this today, don't we? Uh, and that is that is kind of at the core of the spirit of Advent is God, come quickly. We need you. We need your presence. That's awesome, Chris. I love that explanation. So is there like a biblical precedent for this? Why? I mean, like, I understand that we do this and I understand why we would do it. But do people in the Bible do something like this at all? There's not. If you're asking uh, if we got the four candles and the wreath from, uh, <laughs> from the right. gospel of, you know, uh, Methuselah. No, that's not. There's not a Christmas <laughs> celebration in the Bible beyond just the, the few short stories about Jesus being born. Uh, what is all throughout the Bible are tons of memorials, feasts, special days, commemorations. Like at the very center of mm -hmm. the, the Christian faith is the commemoration of Jesus dying and being raised again, which is that Last Supper, which is itself hearkening back to the Passover meal that the, the Old Testament people of God celebrated when they were liberated from Egypt. So over and over again, there are these moments where God tells his people, you need to stop. I want you to do something tangible. You need to remember what I've done for you. And it's usually kind of, it's not just a one-time thing. It's generally a big thing. Sometimes these feasts would last, you know, like a whole week because God wants people to slow down enough to say like, this was like, this is a really big deal. I want you to taste it. I want you to feel it. I want you to enjoy it. And so we're stretching that out, even though it's not something we get chapter and verse, hey, you need to count down to Christmas like this. Building that anticipation in a tangible, physical way because of something God has done is all throughout the Bible. I love that. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop over to you then, Clayton, because Advent blocks were your idea. Where did that come from? How, why? Like, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Chris, about having this idea of it being something tangible. And I mean, like, I dwell, we love that. We love our tattoos that we can have on our body and see every day and remind us, like, hey, this is God's word for me right now. And it's speaking to my heart. It's helping me memorize it. So what about, like, where did Advent blocks come from, Clayton? Yeah. So the, the first year, which was really only, um, I guess, three years ago at this point, if we're counting this as one of those years. Or, so, so three years ago, my daughter, Kara, said um, on December 22nd, Mommy and Daddy, you say that Christmas is all about Jesus, but it feels like Christmas is all about presents. And what a dagger to the heart that Whoa. was. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> she called you out. <laughs> it really, really did. I mean, it, it's amazing. And that's one of the things we continue to think about, how our children help re remind us or show us where what we believe and what we live where there may be kind of misalignment, where there's not congruence of those two things. And so the next year in November, um, I scoured and tried to look for something that was tangible, that would be in the home and be regularly reminding us to participate in it, that it would be um, Bible-based and that it would create an anticipation, like this building sense of excitement about Jesus, not just presence. And I just, I tried really hard um, to find something and just didn't find something that can perfectly fit our family. And so I came up with three different ideas, kind of diagrams of how things would move and, and create this anticipation. I showed them to my wife, Kristen, and she uh, she picked the one that you know as Advent Blocks today, um, just sitting at our dining table. Um, and so I called Chris that very same day and said, if you're right, I'll make the blocks. 
Uh, Chris is a great author and, and a friend. And so he was on vacation and texted me back, yes, without even knowing what I was talking about. So it was, it was <laughs> what a great amount of trust he gave, gave me there. But like it, it, so we, we did it that first year with five families. Last year we did it with, with 5,000. But it, essentially, I really like how you're seeing the alignment between what Dwell does and what, what Advent Blocks does. It's, it's a tangible reminder to help people engage with God in order to bring a congruence to what they say they believe, but also their daily life and that it is, it is encountering and engaging their daily life. And in our case, the whole family during the Christmas season. Yeah. I just absolutely love it. So, so I'm going to do something that I never do. I'm going to drop our verse for Christmas before we normally do this. So <laughs> I don't do this usually. I don't get to I'm do so this. Excited. I asked Vera for permission because I'm like, our verse for December is such a good verse because I feel like it, it really um, goes along with everything that we're talking about today. And so we're going to be memorizing in December, John 1, 14a, which says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Um, and I just think that idea of Jesus, the eternal son, putting on flesh to be with us is such a great example. I mean, like way more than an example, obviously, but like if Jesus himself, the God of the universe, the eternal son would come down and put on flesh to be with us, like that should make us want to do other things as believers to be like him that are tangible, that how are, how are we putting on the gospel or presenting the gospel of the truth of who, who God is in a way that is relatable and accessible and, and tangible? Like you said, I feel like what you're doing with Advent Blocks is you're kind of putting flesh on the concepts of the gospel in a way that is just really beautiful for us as as people who can do this together and i'm excited because i'm gonna do this with my family this year we didn't do it last year because i didn't even know about it um but i'm so looking forward to this this ability to do that and so i i feel like chris as the author of the companion book the king is coming um can you tell us how that helps us sort of tangibly understand all of these concepts how does that help us like flesh that all out yeah. So what's what's wonderful about Christmas, I, I think you've identified it here, you know, that, that verse you guys are doing is from uh, the Gospel of John, which doesn't have a Christmas story. It mm -hmm. just kind of begins with John the Baptist and you're like, boom, here's Jesus. But it... The, <laughs> Where did he come from? <laughs> suddenly he's a man. Um, but the, the key element is still right there. And that is, it is completely staggering that God, who often feels really far away, and people who don't even believe in mm. God sense deep down something's wrong. There's a good out there, but it's out there, right? It's, it seems far away. That's a major problem that most people intuitively sense. And the Gospels begin with, he's not far away. He's come close. He's come closer than you could even imagine. Um, and Christmas is like the focal point of that, that God became human. He put on flesh. But it's not a new thing that starts once you turn from Old Testament to New Testament. So that's part of what we do with these stories. The 25 blocks are lined up on there in the mantle. And each story that goes along with the block starts, most of them are in the Old Testament, showing God has always wanted to bridge this gap. He's always wanted to come back. We've driven him away. We've done things by sin to break that relationship. 
but he didn't give up. And so through Adam, through Noah, through Abraham, through Elijah, through Isaiah, Jeremiah, over and over again, God is saying, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm going to make my dwelling among you. So by the time you get to Christmas, it should build that anticipation to say, that's it. This He's been promising this. He's been saying it's going to happen. And now he's here. And the, the staggering thing is he's a baby. He's, he's a person like I, this isn't what we thought God would be like, but he did say he was going to come. And so that's kind of the flowering of all that. So that that's a lot of what's going on in the book mm-hmm. is just trying to show, weave together that God, the problem of God being far away is all throughout the Bible. But God's solving that problem by saying, I'm coming. I'm going to come to you. I will bridge that gap. Mm. That's there as well. Sweet. So Clayton, um, I feel like we've we've been talking about these blocks. And here you just kind of alluded to it, Chris, that somehow th- these blocks are communicating. How do you visually communicate that on the blocks, the stories that that Chris is talking about? Right. So this is, this is that tangible piece that continually throughout all of December draws the family back to it. Um, I think most families that that do this with us are going to be surprised at how much the kids, the excitement of the movement draws the kids in and they'll start asking the parent, hey, we got to do the reading. We got to do the reading even when mm-hmm. the parent or the, whoever the guardian is there um, is, uh, they, they may have forgotten it for the day. The way it works, you put... <laughs> Right. You, you put one through 25 uh, on a mantle works really well and people can decorate around it. I've, we've seen people put it on bed, uh, like on the on a headboard. We've seen people put just put it on the floor in their hallway. Right. But mm-hmm. there are 25 blocks, one through 25 um, before December starts. And on the far left end on top of the one is a star. And on the far right end on top of um, the 25 is a globe. And so every day. You take that one block on December 1st and you turn it to the side and it reveals an image that is also in the companion guide that represents that story. And you leave that one on top of that block on December 2nd, you turn the second block. It reveals a story also in the companion guide and you move the star to be on top of that block. So it now is on top of the two, but you actually see a picture um, of some stars, which represent the Abraham story. And so then mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, seven, as you're kind of marching, the star is getting closer and closer to the world. And it creates this visual anticipation, the star representing God, of course, with the star in the sky with uh, the three wise men and such. But the star continues to go get closer and closer to the world. And when it finally gets here on on the 24th, you turn the 24th and it's a picture of baby Jesus. The star is right on top of baby Jesus. It's right mm-hmm. beside the world, and we're celebrating the fact that that God has come. And then mm-hmm. on the 25th, there's this really neat thing that we do where you move the globe down, and it has this represent, representation that Jesus has come, and now it's time for us to go and tell the world. The last block says, go and tell. And so it kind of brings all those things back together. But that star moving and every block turning every day, um, kids, um, by about day 13, our girls every year will go, and they'll look at each one of the, the different icons or images and they'll actually start remembering the stories hey that one was about joseph you know that one was about the temple you know and it just continues to go from there i just wish i could slow clap without being annoying right now because that is amazing i just love that oh natalie i love it yes i forgot the biggest thing on the 24th chris i don't know were you gonna say it on the 24th when when it gets there you actually turn all of those blocks with each one of those di- different icons. You turn it one more time and it reveals a secret message. And just since you shared your secret message for the verse oh. of December, we'll share our secret message as, as well. When you turn all those blocks one more time, it says, Emmanuel, God with us. 
It's that it's all of those stories are telling the same one story is that God wants to be with us. He is with us. And, and that, that longing that we feel he, he has come. Mm. Now I just, I'm, I'm slow clapping. I'm slow clapping over here. (laughs) That is amazing. I love it. And, and I've looked at them online. I don't, I don't have my own set yet. I'm getting one. Um, but you can either get them in like a colorful version or just a, it's just like a very white on like kind of very subtle and call very, it white like, and gold. Yeah. White and gold. Yes. Really beautiful. Both are amazing. And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I'm kind of the like colored light person on my Christmas tree. So I know that I, I want the colored set, but I think I might have to talk to my husband cause I have a feeling he's going to like the other one better. Yeah. We'll see. Everybody has to make. That's a tough call. <laughs> Okay, so we don't have a whole, whole lot of time left, um, but I do want to ask each of you this question. Is there a Bible verse that is like the motto or the the sort of anchor point for what you guys do for your ministry? Do you have it? Or maybe you just have a personal favorite. I would love to hear. Well, I, Chris, I'll, I'll go first. Then. Um, you know, we say that we want to help people start and continue discipleship rhythms in their home. Uh, We know I talked earlier about Kara and this congruence of what we say we believe and what we live. Um, The verse that continually comes to my mind is train up a child in the way um, he should go and he will not depart from it. Um, You know, that verse, uh, I've heard a teaching on that verse talking about how that training that we're giving them is not just teaching them something. It's showing it to them. It's living it for them. Yeah. Uh, and there's an aspect that doing the doing the blocks themselves is not completely changing your life. We want to live justice in front of them. We want to we want to live uh, our, our faith and, and sharing our faith in front of them. We want to live love in front of them so that they actually are are trained because that's actually what's going to stay with them is the things that we do with them mm-hmm. will actually create more of an anchor in their life than will be the things that we teach them. And so that's why I we hope that kids grow up take their blocks with them. They got to buy a new set. So the grandparents have one so that this is something it's a tradition that creates a root in, uh, in people so that they, that they are both living their faith and, um, believing their faith. So, so that's, that's one of the ones for me. What about you, Chris? Yeah, that's hard, hard to add to. I, I have one that's a little bit more specific to this particular resource. And it's like I said, all of the Bible is about this idea of God's presence, or it should be. And so it's hard to pick one. I was pondering this morning and came back to favorite Psalm 23, one of the most famous ones. But right in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Not because God's promised things will be easy, right? I will fear no evil for you are with me. And I think that is that is the takeaway mm-hmm. that I'm hoping anyone would have from these advent blocks what matters what makes the difference what is christmas about how do i approach this bible god is with me and it's it's a promise Mm. that crops up so much that it really is at the core of of what we're trying to do here is saying you know what's my only hope today and forever it's god's presence is with me that'll help in the high times that'll help in the hard times so I, i think that is really a root at a lot of this that's awesome. I love that. And I love that it, it, it goes back to that verse that, you know, we're memorizing, uh, we'll be memorizing in December, you know, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Just this idea of 
of God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Like that's the secret message, <laughs> right? And for believers, um, that is the message of the Bible is God wants to be with us. And I just think that's so fantastic. And I love everything that you guys are doing at Advent Blocks to help us, especially at Christmas when things can get super busy. And, you know, like we just, there's presents everywhere. And gosh, how can we not be distracted? <laughs> um, but to have a very tangible, rooted thing that we're doing, especially with our kids who do, they see what we do and they believe that's the message, not necessarily what we're saying. We can say all we want, but if we're living a different way, then they know they they get that. Um, so I just I appreciate Clayton and Chris. Thank you guys both for being on here today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us, Natalie. Yeah, and for those of you listening at home, before I forget, they are giving our Dwell listeners a promo code for ten percent off of Advent Blocks. It just you just type in the word Dwell. Um, so if you listen to it today and you think, man, I really want that for myself or for my grandkids or whatever, um, you can type in the code Dwell and get ten percent off. Um, and we'll have links to that and to um, all of our all of their resources in our show notes. Um, but thanks again, Clayton and Chris. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.